Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you can pay? And his partner, Fader Top for Mecca Echo City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Rab Florence and I am joined as ever by the great man himself, Grado, and the great man also himself, producer John. And it's an exciting week in the world of professional wrestling because the world wrestling entertainment organization known <laughs> previously known as the WWF World Wrestling Federation promoted by Vince Vince McMahon Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. Uh, rolled into Glasgow into the Hydro to entertain the people of Glasgow with uh, let's call it um, feats of athleticism that are predetermined but not fake Grado <laughs> You were at the show, weren't you? I wasn't at the show. Grado was not at the show. John, you were yes. at the show, weren't you? I was at the show. I was at the show. couple of hot takes from me. Why can wrestlers, after all this time, still not say Glasgow instead of Glasgow? That's what they do. Bianca Belair, incredible. What a performer. Unbelievable. Dolph Ziggler, one of the best heels in the business. Stole a Wayne's uh, Money in the Bank briefcase and attempted to cash it in. Fucking brilliant <laughs> chat. Absolutely fantastic. Um, also, biggest pop, well, one of the bigger pops of the night. I'm sure Finn Balor came out and said, Glasgow, it's yourself. On the mic to a hydro and everybody cheered for it. So officially, Grado is still over. Yeah, it's funny when you, you like see when you text me that like, I obviously never went to the show and I'm sitting with Stephanie watching the telly and that and you text that and I'm going, Stephanie, somebody's just went and say that's yourself, not in the front of the crowd and the crowd has gone mad apparently and everybody's like, <laughs> she's going, What what who who's Finn Balor and all that? And I'm going, Oh fuck off, listen. Anyway, so the earlier on in the day I never I like to call him Fergo Devitt, Prince. So Devitt. They are. I like to call him Because I'm a proper wrestling fan, so I call him Prince Devitt. I kinda wait until Prince Devitt comes to AEW. Carry on. It's funny how I do that in the because obviously, so I hate going to the hotel. The WWE guys are there. I think it's awkward if you're. Anyway, never mind. I had to go to get the interview with Drew, and I was going to get interviews for other wrestlers that were on the, the, the press conference thing, right? So I was going to get, I was going to get audio for Drew, and then I was going to get, I was told that I was going to get time with Bianca Belair, Ginger Mahal, and Fergal Devitt, but. It was like between half one and five o'clock and Drew was up first and I went, oh, fucking hell, damn off. So, and it was quite good to see Drew and stuff like that. It was, we all got taken into a wee room and uh, there was your inside the ropes and all that was there and other kind of journalists and stuff like that. And then Drew come in and was was blathering away to us. Um, but that's, I mean, he was, um, are we going to play the audio on this podcast? Have we got yeah. to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, the, it's not really kind of... Wrestling dafty, but the questions it's made for you know breakfast radio. Okay, That's saying. all right. Don't well, don't start sure. to don't start to fucking make a defence <laughs> for your shitty uh, questions. Are you saying things like, uh, "Have you have you ever had a deep fried uh, Mars bar?" <laughs> Mate, you're fucking you're you're no for that. You're no for that. Have you ever tasted Iron Brew? 
that's so funny, mate. That's so funny. Nadal, I so thought, like, I thought you said, <laughs> 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 message so going, I've got an interview with Drew, and I thought you were sitting down with my one-to-one meal, and I thought, oh, brilliant, this'll be great for the podcast. And then I spoke to our friend, uh, Gary Cassidy, from Inside the Ropes, who used to do the Martin Show. He says, I agreed I was in with the media scrum. Now, my question is, right, you're sitting with all these marquee journalists, right, and you're sitting there. <laughs> Drew walks into the room, he suddenly sees you going, what, what's we got, what the fuck? Well, I had pre-warned them, I did pre-warned right. them, right, right. And, it, and it was all rules, right, well, there wasn't that many rules, but it was wear your mask, take off your mask, don't get your picture wearing without a mask or that's going to carry on, so I'm sitting right here, right, mate, I'm sitting with these journals and all that, fucking, and then uh, Go Radio's uh, press kit was, um, like, headphones with a big long mic, like JR. I was like, fuck it, I want that man a lot like that one geez that. So I'm sitting there like, all these guys on notepads and I'm sitting with a fucking big commentator. Like, he walks <laughs> how you doing, mate? <laughs> He's like, I'm like, how you doing, Drew? And uh, it's funny because the WWE yeah, publicist guy was like, he goes, it was kind of awkward when you were talking to Drew with your questions because it felt like we were just listening to a phone call. Because <laughs> I didn't want, I didn't want like, like, I was saying to the, or the, the, the lovely journalist from about me, I was like, I don't want to make this about me. You know how I can have a tendency to go in there and start talking about myself and all that, right? Instead of putting myself yeah. there. But, like, um, the, f- the first question that somebody asked was, uh, I think it was Gary, he was talking about the book, and he went, is there anything you would have put in the book that you know would have put in the book? And he goes, well, we've got a guy here that complained about only being in one page in the book. Because <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot I'd done that video where I looked at, I got the book and I looked at the front page. Scrolled down, I was like, fuck this, put it to the back now, it tells you at the back if your name's been mentioned. Fun Gredo, man, I went like, page 205, and it was like, uh, even TNA wrestler Gredo, who was a good guy, even he got booed that night. (laughs) So he seemed to put me in the film, but I was fucking (laughs) devastated. So it kind of started off, and it was like, I felt as if, right, I better relax, I better not start us. So I did ask all the questions, like, it was all like, well, we've been starved of entertainment in the UK for the last uh, couple of years, specifically wrestling. We're now getting back on track, but we've been starved. How does this feel for you personally, Drew? So we're going to be able to hear that today. Aye, aye, aye. And then I started talking about the Rangers game, which obviously had to be edited for go, but you'll be able to hear the full version because we were having a conversation at one point. He was like, were you invited to the surprise party? And I'm going... No, I was meant to be Ibrooks and that you were meant to come out. Oh, that's right, aye, that's right. The Rangers game kind of hanging, we were just kind of talking away. But um, so we done that, and then the, well, this this must have finished about quarter past two. She went, Right, Bianca Belair's coming at four o'clock, you've got time to waste. So I went, I'm not for that, fuck it, because I'm sure that was 10 years ago, but my ass, Bianca Belair, I don't know. I can, she's done great and she's only been there for a year and stuff like that. And by all means, she's a great athlete because Davari was telling me that she has like the, the female cut angle and she's, she's tremendous. She's incredible, she's incredible. Aye. Right, so, but I, I, as I don't watch, I don't really know. And that's 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 my issue. That's my issue. Watch it. <laughs> I don't watch the product. <laughs> so, um, but I that, had the, two questions if I'd have been in that media scrum for uh, for Drew. My first question would have been, how can it be the same team? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> 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 and my second question would be, of course, are you a pro too? <laughs> How would have been it? Superb, superb. Well, <laughs> so Divide takes me the night before. And says you coming? He says me and Abyss are running it. So they were like then the they were the two agents assigned to make sure everything goes all right with stuff like that. And of course, obviously, I've kept Abyss for years and years and years. So. It came out of there, the wee radio. Wee and you like Davari as well, didn't you? He's a good mate. Oh, he? he's brand new, man. He's great, man. So I went up and sat in his room, chilled out, man. Put myself over, telling him about all the, the things that I've been doing. And now that way, try to make him, because he's obviously no seeing me. I've been doing this, I've been doing that. I've done that, I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. Right. <laughs> you know I, mean? like, I know Jim Carnett says I've retired and all that, but... <laughs> and um, then Abyss came and then I met, oh, I've not seen Abyss in like two years. It was very emotional. Big cuddle for the big man. Oh. I saw your photo, he's looking well as well. Oh man, it's just funny seeing him like with his suit on and that. He's usually wanting a bit like a big tramp with a big fucking tie dye t shirt, man. 6XL with a bit, an old fanny bag for 19 canteen full of receipts and all that. I'm going, where's your, where's your old bum bag? He's going, that's up the stairs, brothers, up the stairs. So we sat down in a wee seat, man, we're talking away and we're t- talking about all the different things that's happened and stuff like that. Talking about back in the 
back in the TNA days, talking about the terrorist attack that were involved in due to the Pulse nightclub, which was a bit of an issue. You remember that? I've told you about that, no. <laughs> You were involved in a terrorist attack? I've never told you this. No. Mate, you know that Pulse nightclub? Aye. We were literally like three blocks away from that when it happened, where 50, 50 folk were killed. Working? We're, no, we were in sleep in our hotels by this point because it was two in the morning. Hold on, hold on. Right, so you were near a terrorist attack. You weren't well, involved in a terrorist attack. You were about well, half well, a mile away from a terrorist attack. I, I mean, when I say, right, I was, right, well, we were about six blocks away, but obviously I had a, I actually had a, a, a column in the Daily Record at the time. And I think six blocks went for three to two to. I was only in it, I was only in it to watch the football. This is like this is like me living in Helensburg up the road for Faz Lane and going. I'm involved in driving nuclear submarines. <laughs> no, the terrorist attack affected us because Slammiversary was the next day, right? Right, right. And so we all had to get in early. We all get pulled in and checking everything up. But the fact that the, the big issue was. We pulled into Universal Studios. This was about 11 o'clock in the morning. He's listening. Of course we're listening. Right. This is about 11 o'clock in the morning, right? And it's Universal Studios, right? Now, bear in mind, this terrorist attack happened through the night, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, literally hours prior. And we get sent to Universal, and all you hear is the roller coasters. And we're walking for the kind of parking lot bit, and I'm going to abyss. I'm going, fucking fifty. There's fifty dead. There's fifty. My words were at the time. I goes fifty dead cunts there. There's fifty dead cunts lying in that post nightclub, and these cunts are fucking on roller coasters. And he goes, "Come on, dude. They're on vacation, bro. They paid good money." (laughs) (laughs) Come on, bro. They saved up a lot of money. They're just out for a good time, brother. I always piss myself nothing by day because I was only kind of joking, right? Aye, anyway, aye, aye. so we were talking about that. Right? <laughs> Come on, bro, they pay their money. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're talking away, and um, we're talking about. Um, I can't remember what we're talking about. The blue abyss goes, and he because uh, abyss is like he's not real sometimes. <laughs> That's the way I'm going on. He's not. He's not real. So like he goes, "Hey, dude, did you like that match with me and you in Ottawa? <laughs> kind, of, kind of match we talk about on this every, yeah, every I- week." It was weird that he said that, and I was like, oh, well, come on. I mean, I was wearing my pre-mark jeans. I couldn't get up to the top of the rope, but fucking uh, the, the, finish was fin- the finish was screwed and all that, and I kind of went, all right, I get it. I, that, that was a lot of shit, wasn't it? I mean, EC3's pal did say it was the worst paper of match, pay-per-view match he's ever saw live. I told him that, and he was like, really, bro, really, bro? He's a bit like that. So, I there you go. That's my we still got my picture. But he's, but, so, he looks back fondly on that match. He, he does. <laughs> That's sweet, isn't it? I'm no joking. He does. He does. That, he did you, did you go for dinner? Did you have dinner? I went for, uh, well, he, he got fed at the catering, but we made Davaria and then Otis came as well. Where, where did you and Davaria and Otis go? We just sat at the, the hotel thing with the hotel lobby and got a munch there. Was it all right? What'd you have? Uh, and then I met a seen Ray, seen Ray, caught, caught with Ray and Dominico. Nice. Uh-huh. Nice. Mm-hmm. They uh, they were just coming in, and I was talking away to them, and I'm going, "Fuck, I might, might, might have known you would come in with the, the flannels bags, bags of flannel stuff." Because I mean, they're all Louis Vuitton and blah blah blah. But it's funny to see them all going to cruise and flannels and that when it comes to Glasgow. Right. And it was nice to see some fans that I've no saw for ages and ages as well, because it's like folk that you would usually wait outside ICW and stuff like that, waiting out the hotel at WWE, so it was nice to see wee Max and Thomas and all these wee guys that are always running everywhere, because I've not seen these, wee, Marks or these wee, wee guys, these wee guys for a year and a half, do you know what I mean? So John, how was, so John, how was the show itself? How would you, how would you rate it out of 10? It's a house show, isn't it? I took the wee man, the wee man enjoyed it, and you do realise that when you go to these things, wrestling's no for us, it's for the Waynes, isn't it? We enjoy t- sitting here talking about it and we'll talk about Tony Cam, we'll talk about booking and all that sort of stuff and where it's going, the product and all that. But it's for the Waynes and that's what you realise. Uh, Dynamite, these... Dynamite last night was for was for Rob Florence, wasn't it, for the Waynes? Oh, right, we'll get, I'm sure we'll get that. But I, it's, kids love it. The kids love it. And you I know what? They put the WWE, I mean, it's fucking expensive and the amount of money they must make is ridiculous. But at the end of the day, the kids love it. They put on a show for the kids and they had a... My wee, my, my wee boy enjoyed it. 
I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was thoroughly entertained. And but did you nearly say my wee man enjoyed it? <laughs> what match in particular did your wee man enjoy? I won't say. John, yes. see the way you're saying that, right? About for the Waynes and that, you're bang on. But do you know who else love it? I know the wrestlers. I can assure you, they would have had a ball at that last night. Oh, Ziggler was in his element. Ziggler was brilliant. He stole a title off a Wayne. Was pretending he was the champion, walking about the Money in the Bank briefcase spot where he stole it off a Wayne and tried to cash it in. Was brilliant. Aye. Just he was. He was. How, was my, how was my man Corbin? How was my my, my oh, he, Corbin? He, oh, he was good, Rab. He's that. Like, that's this gimmick stuff. He, 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 Getting all the old patter, you know, we're looking at Glasgow, England, and all that sort of chat, you know. It's <laughs> just good patter. Love it. I noted you this one, right? See, so Davari goes up and he goes, I'm in room 925, right? So I get something to lift and I'm walking along, right? And you're kind of like, oh, this is a wee bit, you know, I don't know. And he comes out. So I fucking walks along, a chap's 915, didn't I? 915. But I realise. It's nine two five. So I went do 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 do, and as I cla- chapped it, I realised I've got the rain door. So I ran down the hall, and who's coming up the other hall? Baron Corbin. I'm like, right, mate. <laughs> 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 I'm like, nine two five. I'm like, I'm like, before it, somebody comes at the other one. About a Glasgow tradition for him. About a chap, chap door runner. About a chap, man. Right. Oh, okay. but listen, here, I know I'm getting all excited and all that, but you've not got to remember, I've not seen these folk for a couple of years. I've not had any wrestling interaction with MD for a couple of years, so it was brilliant just to see folk. Mate, That's why I'm all excited, man. It's a great thing when the big company, when the biggest wrestling company in the world comes to your hometown and somebody shouts out your catchphrase, that tells you something, doesn't it? Oh, I had a hang with Finn Balor, that was nice. Eh? That was tells good. you something. Uh, now, let's see what the punters are saying. Stephen kicks his ass, right? Uh, Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega in a main event feud. AEW playing in easy mode. There's only one Tony Khan. So Stephen's excited about uh, everything that's happening at AEW. Uh, so now, one, did, did you watch it last night? I, I actually woke myself up at 40 to watch the stereo. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> Okey doke. And burying and putting over, mate. Okay. Um, no, last week we asked you to, to suggest celebrities that were wrestling fans, and a celebrity has actually responded. Uh, Dunks tweeted celebs who love wrestling and put into the tweet Russell and Kelly from the band Block Party and then Kelly then get back to us and said to be honest I'm not really a fan of wrestling but I did really enjoy that Total Diva show about the female division in WWE so Kelly from Block Party isn't a fan of wrestling um, so we know that for sure but he does like Total Divas that's a bit like my sister it's a fucking weird. It's like almost like a sentence I never thought I would ever say. Like I was, I was on Twitter, it came up like obviously Kelly messaged back on her, her Twitter feed because they dated wrestling daft and Kelly. I was like, that's Kelly for blog party message about Total Divas. That's a bit mental. Was that well, Bra- Aye. Uh, well, Bra- Bronze Cello says that celebrity wrestling fan is Melissa Joan Hart uh, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So it was cameos for wrestling daft favourite, Big Sexy Kevin Nash and Billy Gunn, apparently. Uh, it doesn't really mean she's a fan though, does it? And Craig says Adam Sandler is a big wrestling fan. Uh, amazing he's never done anything more than a ringside appearance considering how many wrestlers he has cast in his films. Of course, uh, the big show was in The Waterboy, wasn't he? I remember yeah, that. he was, I. Is he a big wrestling fan? I think I so, just, I. Could, I. Are we just assuming that because he showed up? He was at this WrestleMania. I had no idea. Uh, Rick Rubin. Stevie has suggested Rick Rubin, uh, the inventor of the Rubin sandwich, my favourite favorite sandwich. <laughs> He's a massive wrestling fan and told Jericho he still watches on average six hours of wrestling every week, just like Gredo. See, I know that. I see, I know that. I know that because he's a big producer guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's, there's a, a video of Triple H going to his house. There is actually now. You can't have seen that. Going but, to yeah. yoga or something like that. Yeah. Now, after the chat last week, I wasn't here for apologies, everybody, for that. Uh, we've reached out to former Bolton and Middlesbrough cent- centre half David Wheater. Who last week liked one of our tweets to see if he wants to come on the show, and it's looking good, isn't it? It is. I uh, message. I messaged David Tweeter, um, saying, "Follow us, mate. Um, would love to have you on the show." Now I'm just trying to check the messages because I did message him saying he followed us back. He liked wrestling daft on Twitter, and I messaged him, and he said, "Here we go." Yeah, perfect for me. Let me know what date. So oh, well. former England international. Middlesbrough and Bolton centre half. David Tweeter may be on the show next week. 
Brilliant. It's a bit, a bit stalkery, that, isn't it? It's like, I, I like uh, John's fire-producing kind of stalking guys and stuff like that, and Aye. I like it. No, Blame his you, man. If you there know a celebrity that's a wrestling fan, please let us know out them so we can get them on the show. It's time to get some celebs on this. Now, after Grado talked about NXT names, Big Boy says, here's a few NXT names for you. Uh, that you know, get names that you could imagine they'd come up with for NXT. James Haggis McTavish. Maybe no, I don't know about that. Doesn't it sound NXT maybe Whip Jenkins does though. Whip Aye. Jenkins sounds right. Hoop Flanagan, that that's a good up. one as well. <laughs> John Doe, nah. <laughs> Virgil Valentine. Mm. Sputnik O Mallard. Mm, I don't know. Jordy's got some mere Trump stains. Mm. Johnny Popper. That's maybe CW. Yeah, Slip Roads sounds like ECW as yeah. well. Billy Blinkers no. sounds like uh, Pro 2. Tam Pax, he's hardcore, always doing first bloods. Tam Pax like a tampon, very good. Jordy, going to move on for Jordy now. It's just un- unacceptable, and I'd like to apologise to tampon users out there. Rico couldn't let it go either. And has Lucky Dawn, Honey, oh, hold on. Lucky Dawn, Honey, oh, Lordy. What the fuck? These what are all the fucking fuck? joined in together. Lordy Cancel Mexican. No, hold on a minute. Right. There is no punctuation here. So I'm just going right. to take this as one name, right? So this right. is Rico's one name he suggested. Lucky Don, Honey, O Lordy, Crab Walk, Cranston, Lexicon, Wordsmith, Ready to Go, Ricky Rocks, Dominance, Hendrix, The Fracture, Chad Jones, Washington, The Third, Sleepy Jackson, Flashdance, Calcutta, Rat Bastard, The Corpse, Fergus Barrow, Samantha, Son, Ruddy, Good Day. That's not too bad, actually. That would be great if a wrestler had a really long name like that. No, there's been another spot of wrestling teams been used at football matches. David King flagged up. Why the fuck is Hulk Hogan's tune blaring at Tanadice at the Dundee Derby? Was it, John? I didn't see this. I didn't see this, but uh, yeah, it has been reported that we we're playing real American up at Tanadice at the weekend. I don't know why. Well, you wouldn't see it, John. You would hear it. That is true. That is true. You would- um, Rab, you're going to need to get the West uh, University voice out for the next bit. Oh, here we go. Absham. Absham got in touch and said, uh, so this is Absham. Uh, this is going to annoy Rob, I think, but here goes. I don't understand the hype about AEW. I'm trying, I really am. It's just an indie promotion to me. Everything from the matches to the shots at WWE just reminds me of an indie promotion. Maybe it's just my taste, but I preferred Reigns versus Cena over everything on All Out. To put it in perspective, my favourite match at All Out was Punk versus Darby, which is saying something because I hate Punk and have done for over a decade. When you go online and read the review of the show, that match is probably everybody's least favourite on the show. People were saying it was a nice and easy match in order to ease Punk back into wrestling. For me, it was the best match because it told the best story. Everybody was marking out about the Bucks versus Lucha Brothers, even though that was nothing more than a 35-minute spot fest. I know WWE isn't the best right now, but I still look forward to watching Raw and SmackDown more than AEW. Sting, Jericho, Christian, they're all favourites of mine, (laughs) but even they can't get me into AEW. The new signings definitely don't. Adam (laughs) Cole is just a skinny superkick spammer. He hits a hundred of those in every match, yet he still managed to botch the kick to Jungle Boy. (laughs) Daniel Bryan has always been hot and cold for me. (laughs) Team Hell No and the Planet's Champion, but the Goody Two Shoes underdog gimmick wasn't my favourite. I hate punk. I think the guy's a scumbag with an inferiority complex. He might have been wrong by WWE, but remember this is the same guy that was moaning because he felt he should be higher than The Rock versus Cena at WrestleMania 28. He also felt he was too big to face and lose Undertaker at WrestleMania 29. He said as much on Cabana's podcast. If that doesn't show you the guy's got a screw loose, then I don't know what does. Speaking of Cabana, he's one of a list of people that hate punk. I seem to remember Grado mentioning a story of a few of Punk's peers popping when he got knocked out in the UFC. That should show you the type of guy he is, but just because he's in the AEW now, everyone suddenly thinks he's a messiah. That's a good point, by the way. Anyway, rant over. What do you guys think? Am I wrong to not enjoy AEW as much as others? Or can you understand where I'm coming from? (sighs) 
Well, Gredo. I think he's taking life too serious, mate. Let me tell you. How anybody who is into wrestling, can he just look at the way things are just now? And Light look up. at what's happening with AEW and how hot AEW is and how great that promotion is right now. How can you ignore that? How can you not see that? It's not like there, it's not like there's something to get here. It's not like there's something, they're doing anything weird or anything gimmicky that you need to be of a certain mindset to get. They are just booking beautiful wrestling matches and wrestling storylines and the fashion that has been established historically as something people want to see. That's it. There's nothing to get. Listen, there's, as, you, as you all know, nothing really gets me up for watching wrestling, but as I said, I woke my, I got up for five, I got, well, quarter to five I got up to go to the radio. Uh, I woke myself up at four the day. And I went, oh, do you know what? I'm going to actually see the start of that match, the Omega and, and Brian Danielson match. Fucking, what, a, what an atmosphere. What an atmosphere. How can anybody know take that in as a wrestling fan and not enjoy that? That's what wrestling's all about, the crowd. The thing is, see the now the difference between AEW and WWE. See the WWE, it's like gone to see. Like John last night, you went to see that last night, John, because it's WWE in it. You go yeah. and you come and watch the production and you come and you boo and you cheer, but that's to the extent of it. But if you're a, a wrestling fan and you go to AEW, you're part of the show. You go and you you know you can you can make something with the crowd at AEW, do you get what I mean? There's something there's something about it where fans can turn up, go bush, everybody's singing for the same hymn sheet. They all want a good time. Everybody loves wrestling. And that's the biggest difference I think I was watching with WWE and AEW. AEW, you don't know what's going to be happening next. WWE, you don't really care what's going to happen next. But AEW, it's less produced. It's not as produced as WWE. They've not got all the, the fancy, the fancy stuff. Like a bit... Like WWE, I mean, as overproduced, let's be honest, it's three years, it's full of like all the trickery, the camera trickery that they put on their shows. AEW is, oh, it's just, it takes you back, man. But it's not even just about getting taken back because I was thinking about this after I watched Dynamite this morning. I watched it this morning, caught up on it, and I was thinking to myself, this is better. This show is better than WCW was back in the day when it was beating WWE. Like, this is a better wrestling show than that was. That was in mean, Nitro at that time. It was like three hours long. There was a lot of shite on it as well. You would get that good stuff at the start. You would get the kind of cruiserweight stuff at the start and the luchadors and all of that, you know, and then things with business would pick up again in the, in the third hour and stuff. But there was a lot of shite. There was a lot of Van Hammer and fucking Disco Inferno and a lot of shit as well. Whereas you watch us two old Dynamite every week. I mean... I'm, I'm tuning into weekly wrestling shows again, you know what I mean? Right. And you're seeing great matches. I felt like every match on the card is 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 a, a great, or at least a solid uh, solid match, solid competitive match. And they, they seem to have managed to thread the needle on that thing of like every match feeling like it matters. Whereas I feel like when you're watching WWE, you just feel like none of the matches matter. Right. What did you think that later there, John? What did you think of that? I, I mean, yeah, it's interesting that you're saying that, Grado. It's like, is a do you think WWE's for the Waynes and AEW's for the likes of us? Do you think we've got to that point where where, where that's the case? I mean, you can't imagine Waynes. You taking a Wayne to the. I mean, I'm sure like Jungle Boy and Darby and all that will be over the Waynes, but you can't imagine taking a Wayne to an AEW show. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you're right. Aye. Yeah, I mean, I think WWE is and and. and I think WWE is a kids' promotion, right? There's no doubt about that now. Um, and I think, or a family promotion. It's a big family show, is yeah. what it is. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's a there's a place for that. Uh, and if anything, if you love WWE, you should still be celebrating the fact there's a product out there that is new there for the wrestling fan. And 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 I don't mean that in a kind of wanky way where there's always been Ring of Honor and there's always been New Japan and all of that that are for like hardcore wrestling fans. But AEW isn't quite like that either. AEW is for a kind of male, for a wrestling fan who appreciates great wrestling but still wants to have fun. Still doesn't want to take it too seriously. You know what I mean? Uh, and it was just something about. We'll talk about it later. But I don't. I don't agree. I think. I don't understand why you can look at AEW now and no go. 
right, there's something spe special happening here. You can see how special it is by the fact it's um, it's got so much buzz. You know, the fact that the fact that a WWE fan there has written out a big giant paragraph about how he feels about it just proves how significant it is, how much it matters. Anyway, it's just too serious. Come on, I like the funny stuff. Keep going. All right, sorry, let's keep going. Uh, last week, Wesley put forward the question, if you had a wedding, what wrestlers would you include in your day? Um, Cameron says the Dudley boys could help set up the wedding reception, get the tables. Very good. Jimmy says the Godfather could arrange the stag do. Jesus Christ, we'll never be a family show, will we? With this kind of part. John says, have the kinky party organise a stag. John says, Heidenreich could get a reading during the meal. Heyman could introduce the bride and groom, and the APA is the bouncers. Bob's your uncle, says Gene Snitsky could punt the flower bouquet. <laughs> Bruno says, Funaki or Mr. Fuji would be my dream ministers, don't ask why. Craig says, Triple H to drug my ex-wife, take her to Vegas and marry her, thus saving me five years of misery. <laughs> <laughs> and and Stephen said, no quite part of the wedding here, but my partner Amanda wants Grado to be the stripper at her hen night. I saw that until I replied to it. How much would that cost, Grado? I just buy £500, £50 deposit, and it's £100 for my scans to come off. And Chrissy wraps us up. He says, uh, I'm sure during the Brian Cage versus Powerhouse Hobbs match the other week in Dynamite, the commentators called Cage's F5 Deep Sea Diverticulitis. Bit fucking tight, that. Is there any other offensive bad taste names used for wrestling moves that people can think of? What, is the, oh. what are the bad taste wrestling move names you can think of there, people? Let us know for next week. And if you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling-related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Every week we separate the bad for the good in wrestling and every other sitcom in UK television from the Scots. <laughs> Thanks, John. John wrote that, by the way. I never wrote that. <laughs> you know, I'm, like poor. I'm, I'm no fucking great. I'm not like poor on me and stuff. <laughs> um, what we want to bury and what we want to put over. First of all, I want to put over uh, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. They started a dynamite last night, 30, 30 minute time limit. I thought to myself, halfway through it, they should just let these guys go to time limit. Uh, that's what they did. The expectations were met, match built beautifully, slow wee start, built up, ramped up. The boys were coming out with all their best stuff. You know, they've, they've still kept some stuff um, aside for when they meet again, but I just thought it was fantastic, man. I just thought it was too. I really love Kenny Omega's music. I really love Kenny Omega's annoying face when mm. he's in that ring. Uh, and I just, they, they two guys are perfectly matched against each other. Uh, I love that. Everybody, and, sorry, Gredo. No, nah, I keep cutting you off. Everybody was mourning about the end, the main event, what happened? I never saw that. Well, before we get to that, the sorry, other thing I want to talk about <laughs> on the show sorry, is Sting and Darby Allen. Um, Sting is what, 61? I think so. I was born the same days. Well, not the exact same days. Get same birthdays, me. Sting at his age, competing at that level, uh, last night on Dynamite is just incredible to me. It's incredible to me. It's incredible to me. It was, it, it was brilliant. I love to see it. I love to see that. You know what I mean? You can see he's still in great shape. The guy. Uh, he's kept himself right. He's lived a healthier life than most wrestlers. I would, I would imagine. And he. He's just got it, and that team is great. See him and Darby Allen, that's a great team. A great team. They draw the eye. I had it on in the living room, and, you know, people were walking into the room. My mother-in-law and that, you know, were sitting there, and, you know, and you just see them with their face paint and stuff like that, and you're kind of like, oh, look at him. He's face painting that. He looks cracking. Just that, <laughs> isn't it? It's just, you know what I mean, though? Aye. It's just like, just star quality. Who's that, probably. man? 61 years old. Can't Who's that, it. man? Grado, what you like? What are you putting over? What are you burying? I want to put over just the whole... WWE coming back to the UK for their tour and sending everybody home happy. And I want to put down, or put, what did you say, put, buddy? I want to, ugh, nothing. I want to put down. <laughs> Who are you putting down? I put down a dog. I want to, right, let's see what the punters are saying. Let's see what the punters are saying. Oh, you need to put over uh, Finn Balor, surely. Ah, uh, well, that was good. That was good. Fuck's sake. B.A. Williams wants to put a Brian Pillman Jr. and the story has gone with MGF, which is like, 
the kind of story I like as well. It's like personal and, and fucking terrible and MGF is just the worst. Have you seen, everyone's seen the promo that he cut, the other promos he's been cutting on Brian Pillman and his family are brutal. They are absolutely unreal. His tweets are hilarious, like just screen grabs his own mono or that. And it's, it's so... That's great, isn't it? Aye. Uh, B.A. Williams well, wants to bury Jim Cornette on his 60th birthday. How is that venomous scrotum, scrotum no DJ? I mean, that's no very pleasant chat. Yes, you can't say that. No, we don't like that kind of talk. Um, let's wish Jim Carnett a happy 60th birthday because, um, you know, it's a happy birthday, mate. Brian Feather run in a couple of weeks ago, got in touch. He says, put me over. I've moved house. And he's had his son, Brody. Oh, lovely. Wife Emily has been a champion tag team partner, managing outside interference from four-year daughter, Juno. Excellent big sister. Mother and son happy and healthy. The house move has had a massive, brutal ending. Totally been fucked like you would not believe. And then once they hype him, return to their road story variant sketch about Grado. I just want to make the world laugh. Kind regards, a broken man. We'll get Brian on soon uh, to replace a road story. Man after my heart, you know, somebody that's basically putting himself over, even though it was his wife that had the Wayne and everybody else. Yeah, yeah. You're right up my street, mate. <laughs> he made it, made it about himself. But we'll, we'll yep. get Brian on to, to tell that story. I want to hear this road story variant sketch about Grado. Goshi wants to put over Dark Side of the Ring, Flight for Hell episode. As much as it was horrible to hear what went on inside that plane, it was an interesting watch as I'd never known the story. And wants to bury Ric Flair and Tommy Dreamer for Flair's actions and Dreamer's comments. I've not seen it yet myself. I haven't watched any Dark Side of the Ring stuff, but uh, obviously that was lighting up the internet, lighting up the internet this uh, week, this past week. Paul wants to put over AEW running their biggest show to date this week. Card stacked, four action-packed duels between the two shows. Looking forward to it. The Scots... Binge watched it in Iwana. That's great. Glad to hear that, Paul. And wants to bury nothing. He's staying positive this week. I like it when people do that. Good one. Jamie wants to put over the Miz on Dancing with the Stars. Grado should do Strictly. Would you do Strictly if you get asked? Fucking right a bit. Aye. Does everybody just... that does Strictly no end up breaking up with our wives or girlfriends? Yeah, they do again, that. Aye. Did we see that New Year show I was on with Susan Kalman and that? She was interviewing me and... She asked me something like, would you go on Strictly? And I was like, yeah, mad. I was like, aye, much, much you get paid for it. Much you get paid for it. And she was like, eh, eh, I'll get cut. Anyway. <laughs> I wonder how much you did get paid. Oh, mm. you get paid. You must be on decent wedge for that. Because, I mean, mm. you're, you're training from September and you might be in it right up to Christmas. You know, and then mm. you've got the live shows, you've got a full shebang. But I tell you, the, the rap party, the first one was a sport pilot. I probably, maybe I've told you this, and I like to repeat my stories. But the guy, Tom, um, Tom McLennan, he was with this other guy for ITV. And after the pilot, man, it was like, you know, free drinks and all this. And the two of them came out to me and went, up to me and went, we're trying. And I'm going, what are you talking about? The jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Just you, wait. The jungle. It's coming. This is your man. And Tom was pointing to the other guy. This is your man for the jungle. <laughs> and I'm going, I'd love that, mate. I'm going Would on you the jungle. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'd do anything like that. I'd do, I'd do anything, any of that shit I'd do. Would you do the whole having to jump out the plane on it at the start? Aye. And do you know why I'd like to do it, right? Because I'm legit. I'm fearless. See, I'm no fear of spiders, but see bees and wasps. I don't know if they actually do bees and wasps on it. But see, we are here. I'm. I, I can't. Think, I, I think they I definitely even... set. They set like a hundred wasps on you. I think that they, definitely they, happens. Right. I've seen that before, I. But the thing is, I like putting myself through through fear. I like, like I like being scared. See what happens. No, this is a funny way. I, I This is a funny way I get to sleep, right? And it's been ever since I've done night shift in the fire brigade. Now, see when I worked in the fire brigade, the guy because we used to go down to our beds at night, right? Mm-hmm. Sleeping a week in a bed, a week in a. What do you call that? A camp bed thing because we'd get yeah. four hours, we'd get four hours through the night where we could get to sleep. And there was an old guy used to me and him used to go go down and sleep in the toilet together. Like, we kind of changed his mind. Then he died, right? And then, <laughs> and then you know that way, like, like after he died, I was like, oh no, he's still in here. <laughs> you could feel his presence. I could feel him. I was like. Oh no, I was like, oh no, I don't want to see his name in case he's Wayne's listening, but I was like, yeah. oh mate, see if you're there, man, when you go. <laughs> People saying it out loud, but the thing is. See if you're there on you go, what did you mean by that? I was just like, leave me alone. All right, right. see if you're there going to piss off. Like, but do you know I, what, I, but do you know what would happen? I would hear a noise like, and i go, oh fuck, that's him. And I'd fall, I'd fall asleep instantly. The weirdest thing, <laughs> see whenever I get scared, I is get that scared no like that. Is that no fainting? I sleep. <laughs> 
<laughs> it must be like fame because see if I see if I hear something at night, right? Like something at the front door, like as if somebody's trying my door. I go <gasps> and fall asleep. <laughs> All the time. So I like being scared. It kind of it relaxes me for some reason. The, the old guy. The, the old guy's all wired ring. In the fire station, Grado. No, he died in his kitchen in the house. But but... Why would he come back to his work? <laughs> I don't know. It, it was pretty. It was weird because where my camp bed was was right outside his his uh, locker. Right. And I would just think, oh no, man. Do you think that man that's lived a full life dies and then when he comes back as a ghost, he says, I want to go, I want to be forever in the place where I was happiest, sleeping beside Grado in a wee camp bed? <laughs> do, you know, do, you know, do you know what I done but once? Like, because this was, this is only started in 2009. He died at the end of the year. So, see, by about 2013, they still hadn't fucking emptied his locker. Oh. <gasps> right? Really? See, one night, man, I was freezing. I went to his locker and took his jumper. <laughs> You're fucking joking. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they went up for the rest of my shift and they're going, that's an old jumper. <laughs> Did you tell them? No, oh, they're a fuck. <laughs> right, uh, Sean wants to put it John wants to put our Danielson thanking WWE and no burying them like everybody else and especially thanking Vince, the big man he called him. And he wants to bury Reigns winning twice on Raw. Nothing against Reigns, but it was a good chance to have a big win for Big E, but no have Reigns pinned, so kept strong. CM Jakes wants to put over the AEW Owen Hart Foundation deal. Happy to see one of my all-time favourites finally getting honoured and offer a good cause too. And bury the folk getting their stupid wee nickels and a twist about it just because they hate AEW and Tony can. Money wee fannies. Too right, there is only one Tony Khan. Tony can. Right, CBD, now it's out there and it's going to help you with a number of daily issues, sleep, chronic pain, anxiety, depression, stress, inflammation, gut issues, brain fog and loads and loads more. Now you came in it's like post-world lockdown, our mental health might not be the strongest, it can be a lifesaver for some. And us at Wrestling Daft, we've teamed up with Platinum CBD, now it's for Columbia Care, the world champion in the CBD world. Columbia Care have brought their expertise and CBD for the US to create a sophisticated CBD wellness range for Britain, including CBD oil and peppermint and it's unflavoured, it's an easy to take soft gel capsule and it's all THC free, it's vegan friendly, it's 100% organic and it's backed with scientific research and they make sure you get a premium CBD product every time. Now I got sent this last week and it's brilliant and I'm no joking and I've gave it out to folk that I work with and they are loving the results it's see the drops the drops you can take I find the, so, I find the drops that you put underneath your tongue for 30 seconds and it kind of takes away any anxiety sometimes you wake up in the morning I, sometimes I wake up in the morning I'm thinking right I'm burst for the night before and I've got to go in 6 o'clock until 10 and start doing the radio and it can biff me out a wee bit but ever since I've been putting just a wee bit of my tongue just like that, been feeling great, and I can only highly recommend it. Sleep's been brilliant as well, and I've also been taking the, the capsules. Um, but I, I really, really like the oil that you put in your mouth because it tastes quite nice, and I feel as if it works dead instantly. You will be surprised to hear as well that my gut has actually taken a nice wee turn for a, for good as well. You know, oh, fantastic. I, I mean, good, usually when good. I get to the the radio, I'm having to take a wee kind of time out to go and deal with. My ass muscles coming into gear and, and need to do a shite, but no, it's no. I'm not needing it until. <laughs> well, obviously, because the ass muscles don't kick in until you've been up for a wee while and stuff like that. Yada yada yada. Everything has been completely comfort, comfortable for me. What about you, John? I know that you've been taking some to yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, the, you have IBS issues. Grado, my wife has a, a chronic condition called uh, ulcerative colitis. Now she's done loads of research in CBD, and she went on to the platinum stuff. And I've given her some of that. She said, we got, I got sent some as well. And I gave her something. She said it's really helped with her with that. I mean, she's done a lot of research into like on all the sort of of websites that she goes on to. And so many people are recommending CBD for help with, with, which is a, a terrible, you know, chronic right. illness. 
Well, I'm going to put my neck in the line here. I know you's, everybody will be thinking I'm just saying this because this is a sponsor, but I've had CBD before that does nothing and it's a waste of money. But the Platinum CBD has been that good. And even to the point where this, I've gave some folk that I know some of the capsules and they've wanted me and they've bought me. So if you're listening and you want to get sorted out with a wee discount, get yourself to the Platinum CBD website. All you need to do is go to um, co-care.uk and you use the code DAFT20, so that's co-care.uk, use the discount uh, code DAFT20, uh, and you'll be able to get yourself a wee discount, and once you did it, let us know how you go on, because Wrestling Daft are now with Platinum CBD. Negredo, you've got a treat for us. Yes, so I caught up with former WWE champion. Drew McIntyre was back in the UK and I uh, was attending a press junket at the Marriott Hotel in Glasgow. And uh, yeah, this is my interview, short and sweet, um, with Drew. Now bear in mind, this is for Breakfast Radio and the podcast, so we couldn't get into the, the, uh, the ins and outs of the biz. But I'm sure you'll fairly enjoy the fact that he gave an interview from his home soil, soil just before he went out to wrestle with the Hydro. Hydro. I give you Drew McIntyre. <laughs> welcome home, champ. Welcome, up? welcome. It's your sale right enough. Tell me, Drew, how big is this for you personally this night? Obviously, we've been starved entertainment in the UK, live crowds, especially wrestling. How big is this for you to be here tonight? Amazing. Um, it's been so long since I've been home in general, like 18 months. When I was back for a media tour, I was in uh, London, I did some interviews, flew back to Scotland, was filming an advert for BT Sport, and then I was going to come down. Apparently, it was a surprise party. Everyone was going to be there. Were you going to be there? No, I thought you were going to be at Ibrox that night, were you not? Were you not going to be at Ibrox? I was. I was supposed to be at the game. Oh, you were going to be at the game. I was going to be at the surprise party as well. Um, So, yeah, so then I got a text at one in the morning when I got to like Loch Lomond area saying, hey, we're having to pull you out. Uh, This thing's getting pretty bad with the COVID situation. um, yeah, right there and there, I just had to leave, then I missed the Rangers game, I didn't see friends and family, and then suddenly we're in a worldwide pandemic. Everything that's happened, um, that's happened since then, and I've had the chance to kind of lead uh, the charge in WWE, especially right in the height of the pandemic, win the title, be the first ever British guy, Scottish guy, to do it, do some cool stuff, but the whole time I was like, man, I really want to go home. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness for, thank you Mr. and Mrs. Zoom for inventing that thing aside all the money you made yourself it kept us all closer I was getting to see the family's faces and that and my nephew I've only seen a couple of times just looks like an actual little man now it's, it's like saying words uh, so I'm excited to be back see the friends see the family but also for the fans like in the UK in general uh, I know how amazing they are our superstars know how amazing they are like, even the American ones are like oh man the UK fans they're always great they're going to be like this trip I was like they're going to be mental and sure enough Newcastle was wild London was wild Cardiff was mental and I was like just wait to see Glasgow it's going to blow the roof off Brilliant. I was going to ask you as well I saw the video last night of you coming you, you kissed the grun um, <laughs> where, where did you go last night did you come straight to the hotel or have you had a chance to see your family your father have you uh, no, I've not seen uh, them yet. Uh, chances are I'll probably get caught in camera since there's been so many cameras on me today, so yeah. I'm excited to see them. But uh, yeah, I got back to uh, Glasgow and I kind of smartened up the social media uh, lad and said, listen, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm pretty excited to be home. You might, if you want, if you got a camera, you might as well put it on. And then suddenly I was kissing the ground. As soon as I did it, I was like, man, <laughs> I don't want to be kissing the ground in Glasgow. <laughs> I've done it now. I'm so excited I was to be back home. I did it then, thought well, that was a mistake to get some hand sanitizer on my face. <laughs> but yeah, that's how excited I was to be back home. And are you going to get fed anywhere tonight? Are you, is there anything in particular, any kind of food oh, that you've... There we go, that's more of a radio question. Yes, exactly. Is there uh, any, I want supper or a... Yeah, I want the great British delicacy, Indian food. Like, I wonder if it's somewhere that's going to deliver after the show. I was still, like, I was just in the open top bus there. And I was asking hey, Traps, one of my buddies, you know, is the Indian restaurant that we used to go to after the show still open on the bridge, but I guess it closed. I know when you thought about that, it's shut. Yeah, yeah I was open late. But listen, I can give you plenty other places. <laughs> <laughs> I did like last time I was back, I did a half cheese piece of supper and chips. Yes. And my stomach can't handle it anymore. Like, uh, I was ruined for well, two you, days. If you want pakora, then I'll show you with pakora. <laughs> <laughs> if I could do it, maybe like pakora. Right. And, 
Kashmiri korma I'm feeling and some sweet naan I'd like some of that oh hey, papadoms with a mango chutney put that in your notes Chris don't have any good Indian food in America like Jinder has got some like friends or like uh, cousins I mean everyone kind of an Indian culture like our family uh, so wherever we go he's always got someone who's like oh I've got a cousin here and if they make the food themselves it's good but there's no good Indian restaurants in America so that's the first thing I look forward to and also you make fun of my accent which I've not done yet <laughs> well I wasn't going to I wasn't going to kind of make a full of your accent but um <laughs> You're speaking a lot clearer right now. I just thought, the, like, last night I thought when I seen this video, I goes, I want to see Drew attempt a Scottish accent. Like, when you come out, I thought he's going to attempt a Scottish accent. But it was, the, it, you you have the least Ayrshire accent out of MD in Ayrshire. And I know you've been in America since you were 21 year old, but where does where it went, mate? The ton of it. Listen to it. I'm heavy Scottish right now. <laughs> like, like, listen, you know what it's like when you go to America? Like, I know. And then, like, you start talking to anyone. What? What's that? What? It's like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Everything you open your mouth. What? 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 Um, but we got the hardest accent in the world. When I first went to America, like, I remember speaking to a couple of people, but especially Vince. Clearly had no idea what I was saying. I was worried. The first time I ever met him, I was sitting in Cairn, just got signed, was in America like three weeks before I got put on the road. I was the fastest developmental wrestler to go to TV. And Vince just came into Cairn, sat in front of me. We talked for like five minutes. And he went, okay, nice to meet you. And he walked off and I went, oh man, he didn't understand a word I said. I'm going to get fired. <laughs> and then later on, when I did the Chosen One stuff, I was really like uh, frustrated and passionate about something I wanted to tell him. And I kind of stormed his office and... I kind of told him exactly how I was feeling, what I was thinking, and then by the time I finished, he looked at me, nodding his head, kind of took a bite of steak, and then after composing himself for a second, I was waiting for the answer to, to my many questions and many, many issues, and all he said was, I think we're going to have to get you some elocution. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, from that day forward, I worked very hard on my accent so the world could understand me. So everyone in Scotland, I'm sorry. It's a big world out there. <laughs> Gotta be understood. <laughs> Perfect, mate. You're a total pro, and it's a, a delight to see you back in Scotland, big man. Cheers, man. But Sebastian Iron Brew like crazy. Uh, see, that's what we want. Uh, you, you be drinking Iron Brew? Oh yeah, when the lads got me a big pack of it, I've been drinking every day. Right, right. Take some it up the road. It tastes a bit different though. I don't know if it's a original formula. I don't even start this. He's, you've, you've been away, but the Iron Brew took so much Oh, sugar. I saw what was going on. Ah, uh, you saw it? Yeah, yeah, I think I said something in the, in the social media. But Iron Brew, get it fixed. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Aye. It's, it's a touchy subject up here. <laughs> uh, you, you don't mention, I mean, I, I tried the new Iron Brew and they asked me for thoughts on it and I said, well, I drink diet anyway, so it makes no difference. The heat I go online everybody was saying you've been paid off Iron Brew Iron Brew I you say that the worst heat I've ever heard was talking about Iron Brew so anyway good catching up with you mate <laughs> you coming to the show? I'm no mate no because I've got, I've, got, I've got stuff to do tonight oh, that's alright are you waiting to get my stuff today? Sorry, at least I said you're going to the range. I'm going to I'm sitting at home not watching me wrestle I just want to ask you a quick one Drew have you, have you took time to speak to some of the, the superstars that have not been to Glasgow yet to, to let them know if they're getting on the mic the night that it's Glasgow or yes. Glasgow yes I correct them every time somebody says it I correct it and then I, as soon as I saw Edge I at the last pay-per-view I was like mate it's not a glass cow grin <laughs> There's no glass cows. They can search Glasgow high and low. If you're not going to find any glass cows, it's Glasgow. Ready, steady, go. If you want to get fancy, Glasgow. Just ready, steady, go. Just think of that. There's no glass cows. It drove me nuts when I was a kid. When I didn't realise it was obviously a wild line to pump in just for the UK because JR's voice would change so much. Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming to Glasgow. As a kid, I was like, one of these days, I'm going to correct them all. And today is that day. I correct them all. Brilliant. Brilliant. You just made the list! You know, you can make lists about everything. Shops, to-do lists, even wrestling. <laughs> John, this is the weakest fucking intro ever. You can make lists about everything. Shops? What does that mean? Do you make a list of shops? You mean shopping list? Aye, shopping. Maybe, but no fucking shops. Shops, to-do lists. What's your to-do list like, John? I've got a long... Challenge Lord Provost to a fight. Um, yeah. Gay... Pump George Bowie full of uh, tranquilizers. <laughs> I, I heard, John, that part of your job as a producer at Radio Clyde is you need to inject all that mad milk stuff into George Bowie that Michael Jackson was on. A fucking propofol, whatever it's called. No, we can make lists about everything. John's right about that. And you can vote for what you want us to talk about in these lists by joining us at patreon.com forward slash wrestling da. And I can't believe it. After a losing streak longer than Heath Slater's, we love Heath Slater here on this show. 
The best ECW champions finally won with 60% of the vote, beating off the best NXT moments. Grado, you're the man for this list. Who are the top three ECW champions? Number three. Of, <laughs> of all time. Number three. Taz. Why is that? Taz, uh, right, you think... When you think about it, Taz was a wee bit before his time in the early 90s. That kind of shoot-fighting gimmick, the suplexes, made it look real. And Taz, in the early 90s, basically had a mega career-ending injury that probably should have ended his career, but it never, because he came back and he gave an ECW a real kind of shoot-feel, kind of fighter-feel, street fighter, UFC, MMA... And it was very unique at the time when you compare how they were, who were the champions on the other channels at the time. And I'd say it gave that a lot of credibility. And I would say Taz is number three. My number two is Terry Funk. I think Terry Funk wow. was a guy that obviously throughout the years had wrestled everywhere. And then he comes to ECW, I run about the Bailey Legal pay-per-view, their first pay-per-view, and Terry Funk being an ECW champion, we have legend, a veteran like Terry Funk, gave that belt mega, mega credibility. That's a good shout, by the way. And number one, my favourite ECW champion of all time, without a doubt, is Mike Awesome. Yes, man! Love fucking Mike Awesome. Love him. And just... You know, what a big man, the the best big man ever, can still go back and watch his matches with um, Masato Tanaka, his matches with Balls Mahoney, I love that. I just love every Mike Awesome match, but what was exciting about him being ECW champion, at the time, man, folk would have been going after nuts. I can just imagine folk writing in, burying Mike Awesome being the ECW champion and jumping to WCW. I was I was only like twelve at the time, so I couldn't really grasp it. I, but I just imagine how exciting that would have been, like him turning up on Nitro when he's ECW champion, and there's a rumors going about that Paul Heyman's no paying everybody right, and the 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 um the the rivalry between ECW and like WCW and WWF, and the fans getting after nuts, and then obviously ultimately ECW. Mike Awesome coming back. I'm sure it was it Taz he wrestled. He dropped the belt to Taz, came through the crowd, left through the crowd. Oh, man, the fucking best. The best. So he's my number one ECW champion. Right, and I'll just read the uh, Warrior Don. Yeah, Warren. let's hear what the puzzles oh, are saying as well. Can I tell Warrior too? He says he only got to watch ECW via real player. Wow, so did that. What is the real player? here and stuff less and a super pixelated dial-up internet stream but i'll go with taz if a company's fans welcome you back for the wwf to take care of business there we go it was the mike awesome leaving for wcw world champion then you must have earned the respect big time don't get me wrong when he did leave and everybody knew he was leaving he, he was getting shot on but i suppose it was still pretty cool i agree with that and that's amazing to see somebody else was watching stuff on real player as well Craig says, I know it wasn't strictly the ECW title that RVD, 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 RVD won at One Night Stand versus Cena, as he was awarded that afterwards, but I've always loved that match, so he gets my vote. Ant says, Shane Douglas, great heat and synonymous with the belt. I agree, what a man. Love all his old promos, love going back. And in an actual fact, if you listen to a couple of Shane Douglas's interviews for years and years ago, a lot of stuff what he said about folk back then is making a lot of sense now. Well, a few folk will get what I'm talking about when I say that. Uh, Kevin, he says, Bam Bam Bigelow. He didn't hold the TV title or the heavyweight belt for long, but had some good matches while defending them. Jan says, Mikey Whitrig, the whole underdog story, and then him finally getting the belt in a match with Sandman and Steve Austin. A bit like me, Drew. Uh, ICW, I think it reminds me. Anyway, Rhino's TV title run at the end of ECW was a banger too, especially for that company that didn't even have any tele shows at the time. John says, Mike Awesome, very underrated. And CMJ says, Vince McMahon, bring on the hate. But did anybody see um, what I thought was quite fun a couple weeks ago? Zack Ryder, when he was defending his GCW heavyweight title. I've not seen it, but I've heard about it. Did you see what he, see what he wore? No. Right, remember when Vince was the ECW heavyweight champion and he had the, uh, what do you call that, the, the bandana? Remember that black bandana that he yeah, had yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the black jumper? Yes. Remember that? Well, he wore that to defend brilliant. his GCW. See, like that, like ECW champion Vince, I fucking love that. Did you that see that, Rob? brilliant. That is brilliant. I didn't see it. Ah, it was good. 
Anyway, that results that's results our uh, poll. Listen, we've we've just had to me and Grado have just had to delete a road story. Once again, we just kind of felt it wasn't it wasn't something we can feature or wasn't something that was appropriate. Um however, John has said that he can replace this now with a road story of his own. I can't wait to hear this. It's obviously going to involve George Bowie somewhere. Um, here we go. This is a producer John's own road story. So get in the car with John. Take the floor. I take this the floor. Get in you have the, the wheel. All right. Okay. No, I'm driving. He's in the fucking back. All right. So you have the passenger seat. All right. How you doing, guys? You all right? Sharp. Thanks for giving me office. I know. I'm, I know. I'm a young. I know I'm the young boy in this situation. I know you guys are showing me the rope, but I thought I'd try and impress you with some of my fantastic stories while we're in this car journey together. Alright, I can see Rab's in his phone, no listening. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Anyway, so, I was on holiday with the boys, first, first kind of lads holiday, and, um, you know, lads holidays are lads holidays, and... You know, you're not used to drinking when you're 17. Do you know what I mean? So you're 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 into the blue wickets. You're into your hoochies. You're into just drinking anything. Shots, you know, coming here for a shot. Everywhere you go, shots here, shots there, everywhere. Anyway, so we're out in Magaluf, and I'd had quite a few drinks at this point. Shots everywhere. Feeling a wee bit worse for wear. Um, so we end up going to this club. I say club, I don't know if it was one of these, it's one of these bars turns nightclub kind of gimmicks, you know. <laughs> All right, yeah, fucking right, we get it, a club, <laughs> right, a bar. Right, you were on a bar, mate. Right. For fuck's sake, man. Just go on with it. I don't mean like a club, like a golf club. I mean like a bar. I don't mean like, you know, like a club, like a caveman would use. We've been to Spain, mate. Right, so you've been to Magaluf then. Shaggle if they call it, shaggle if they call it. Right, that's enough of that. Yeah, easy. Sorry, sorry. So, I. Uh, so they we goes downstairs into this um out of all my mates, you know, I'm I'm kinda of the only wrestling fan, so they hadn't really at this point the rock was quite big, you know, and I I tried to explain who the rock was. <laughs> they didn't really know who the rock was. So I, I was pretty pissed by this point. And I said, Listen, he's brilliant, he does this thing called the people's elbow, right? So, I then proceeded quite drunkenly to go, right, I'll show you what he does, I'll show you what he does. So I got up on this empty dance floor, quite <laughs> drunk at the time, and then tra- performed what I would call the people's elbow. So I did kind of <laughs> what I would call the rope bounce part of it. So I bounced from one side, bounced to the other, something happened, I didn't know. And then performed the whole people's elbow in the middle of the dance floor, really impressing the ladies at this point, obviously. Executing a perfect people's elbow in the middle of the dance floor. Anyway, unbeknownst to me, while performing said people's elbow on the dance floor, what I'd actually done hadn't been what I thought was the ropes. I'd been a full table of drinks, which I gently pushed over and collapsed a full dress table of drinks while executing the people's elbow on the dance floor. At this point I got a tap on my shoulder saying, mate, that was just a full round of drinks. You get yourself to the bar and fucking <laughs> those back. I'm like, alright, alright. But obviously being 17 at the time, I didn't have much money left on me, you know, I hadn't ca- oh, cashed the old, son. hadn't cashed the old travellers check Gradle, you know? Oh I oh, I thought I've got two options here. Can borrow off my mates who are sitting pissing themselves laughing at this point still no idea who the rock is uh, and then or I've got another option I will do a ghost and run the fuck out of the club so option number two it was as I ran up the stairs I ran up the steps sprinted down McAuliffe's main street only for see a man running like the road runner behind me you're joking are you getting chased co- Yes, and caught up with me. Now this guy, you know, I was no rock. This man must have been, you know, he 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 would have. Are you, are he, you're saying you didn't look like the rock? No, he would have been a he would have been a contender. He would have been a contender. This boy in the in between the, the ropes. Anyway, I got a t- <laughs> he caught up with me, tapped me on the shoulder, says, "Mate, 
give us the money for the drinks. I said, I don't have any money, mate. I, I, I started doing the old sympathetic, you know. It's my first lad's holiday. I don't have any money. Anyway, the guy was a pure gentleman about it. He let me go. Luckily, needless to say, he knew who The Rock was. Aye, after that. So... Oh, their perspective, that's, they're that's, just, that's, that's funny. That was funny. their perspective, they're just sitting at a table and then a boy just comes and fucking <laughs> flips the <laughs> table right off. That's right. There you go. There you go. John. That was good. See, that was see that was good. You Hitting saved butt. the day, John. You saved the day. You saved the day. You saved our careers. Mm, you saved the day. Plenty more where that came from, by the way. Jesus Christ! You're the hero of today's show, without a shadow of a doubt. What's the other week? Go and go and please send in road stories. Please, please get your road stories in, so I don't have to tell any more embarrassing stories. So get them on Facebook messages, wrestlingdaft at gmail If you're a patron, get them on in the DMs of Patreon because listen, it saves me embarrassing myself. Thank and you. that's it. For wrestling daft please rate review and subscribe on apple or get us and wherever you get your podcast mine for more content there's loads this week uh video version of the show whole load of stuff on the patreon you need to own there patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft i'll put up my pictures of uh, me in a bus and sean devario oh a special treat yeah. you're going to get taken behind the scenes just like you are one of the boys and why not check out our merch at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft Gredo, we need to choose a listener of the week I think we should gear, in the spirit of solidarity with fellow wrestling fans, I think we should gear to Absham um, for his, his, his thoughts no. about AEW. You don't think so? Because right. I like it when people come in with big extent. Right. You're right. Even if I don't agree with them, I respect people coming in with developed thoughts about wrestling. Put so, neck in the line. Yeah, let's, let's give it to Absham who fearlessly came in and expressed his opinion. That's what we well like. Done, well That's what we like to hear. Uh, and that's it thank you so much for listening I'm really going to miss you everybody um, <laughs> next week should be an interesting episode I think of Wrestling Daft because me and Gredo are going to be doing a wee bit of filming together over the weekend yes and I think by the time next week rolls around everybody oh, will know oh a special project will be revealed oh, everybody well, well, will know what that project is seriously will, will it do you think we will be able to announce it next week I think we'll be able to talk about it next week right aye and it's funny we're not going to say anything too much about it but I bet I'm not saying that. I won't say anything, but, <laughs> but, okay. but uh, yeah. So we I'll, might have our own road trip because me and Rab are gone away for a couple of days. I'll be able to say something about it next week. And it's thanks to you guys. It's thanks to the listeners, as always. Thank you to the listeners. There's only one Tony can get to up the road. It's just audio frontier. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.